the actual news story that I initially I'm read. I'm sure it was really good, too. Yeah, and if it's not funny, um, I'm going to learn my lesson from last week's show and just uh, dump it and not try and force anything. Although I think that both the things we talked about before we started last week's episode, both the laser <laughs> and the conservative games list were yeah. winners. The actual thing that I was like really tempted to use as the cold open before sticking with the laser stuff was the part where you insinuated that you got a notification every time a new video was uploaded to Pornhub. Uh, <laughs> That's right. That uh, was funny. <laughs> um, but there was a story this week that really, that uh, I think fit right into the whole Cyber Timber thing and just right into the stuff I always want to talk about, which is colossal military or government fuck-ups. I oh, love, we love it. those. I cannot get enough of those. So... Um, oh, you were looking for something about the F-35? Yes. Yeah. Uh, they spent uh, yeah, yeah. $400 billion on the plane that flies directly into the ground? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, that I already knew about. And I, I think we've talked about plenty of times on this podcast. And it is still funny to me. It hasn't stopped being funny to me. But what is funny is, you know, whatever new upgraded version of the F-35, the F-35B, which doesn't cut your head off when you eject. And the reason that we uh. know that now is because a guy just did it. You know, but the plane wasn't going down like it usually is. The plane was still flying. And, and he uh, he just ejected. Now you you don't you don't do that usually because then you don't know where the plane's going to land. Yeah, they it's don't fine. End, no, at the time I read the story, they had no idea where the plane was going to end up. It, should, just, it like, just kept it stayed up there. Eight hundred line. Hey, can you call us if you see the plane? But like, if you're the guy who did that, like you show back up at work the next day. Uh, hey, boss, and the guy goes, yeah, "Well, what ha- what happened to the plane?" And you're like, "What plane? You can't pass it off." Yeah. What if he, he really needed to take a shit or something? It's <laughs> like I gotta get out of this this plane. Well, I mean, at that point, you at least got a radio it in. You got you got a call. They definitely have a. There's a call code for that. There's probably. There's a call code for that. And it's like it's and if you, it's improper. You you can get fined for improper shitting. So yeah. that's that's a problem. But I, get I, feel a, like I get a big brown off my backside. I think that he, he smashed that eject button. I want to say that he just there were too many buttons on there. He just mm. hit the wrong one or something. Right? Like what? What? In clear skies, he wasn't being fired on or anything. Yeah. The F-35, as we know, has tons of problems. Maybe tons he, of mechanical problems. Maybe he thought that was the horn. <laughs> I like the idea of just a guy. There's nobody around. There's nothing threatening him. He's flying a very delicate piece of dangerous equipment. Um, and he just smashes that jerk button. Yeah. Just, it's just all too much for him. Just, just too get, much pressure. Just get on out of there. Yeah, just, just, just it's like the, hit the bricks. It's, yeah, it's the share zone <laughs> meme. It's just, you can leave. Get, get Social function. There. Work. Yeah. When most, it sucks, hit the bricks. Most expensive plane ever built. Smash that eject button. Hit the bricks. You know, I think that it's a good philosophy to have in life. If something's, if the vibes are off, get out of there. Yeah. You know? Yeah. A, a movie you don't like, walk out. Uh, the, your your dinner's not quite as good as maybe you should be. Just just ditch it. Big don't try plane. don't try and force yourself through it. Big, you, huge the, plane. the most expensive plane ever made. Just smash that just, eject button. Just yeah, you gotta pee while you're flying. Just get out. I like to think it's I, you just leave. I like it's to fun. think it's still up there though. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm saying this very day. <laughs> it, it did in if, fact crash. If they couldn't find it, I don't know. That was so. That was a different crash. F thirty five. What if it? Okay. Uh, <laughs> what what if it just like landed on its own? It's like just in your backyard that you got the plane. It's oh like, yeah. You know, what, uh, I'm not gonna tell anybody about yeah, this. Yeah, yeah exactly. I'm just gonna keep it. Which foreign government do you call to mm. oh, sell it? Well, damn. actually, no. Do okay, the, the Chinese it? already copied it. Why would you do that? Why? Well, I mean, like, you want to give it? I feel like if you're giving them the F thirty five, it has to be a government that you hate, right? So because like. 
giving it to one that you love. Like the F thirty five sucks. Like yeah, it's not I gonna want have... to give you a plane. Or is that, that will... good because you're telling um, them that all of suck. America's weaknesses that are readily available just by reading the newspaper or whatever? I don't know. Like we spend a, a jillion dollars because we don't know what we haven't heard of some cost fallacy and we don't know why we're doing it. Well, you see, we've already started making this bad plane that doesn't work. <laughs> we need to finish doing it. Listen to this, your life depends on it. The show where we do something different every single week. And this week, for Cybertember, we played Citizen Sleeper. Mm, it's going to be a um, sleepy episode. Yeah. I hope not, but probably. <laughs> um, and I have here with me some of the finish, finest, completely above board establishments on Erlen's Eye. I have... Ooh, I still have the F-35 page open. Uh... <laughs> I have the Gimbal Lounge, Alex. Oh, hello everyone. That's the here. place that's up on this uh, in the center Ooh, of the, the wheel. Fanciest fungus liquor you could get. Mm-hmm. Gotta get that mushroom liquor. <laughs> I have the Overlook Bar, Seb. Hi. Um, I forgot what that is. That's the one where the guy who tries to kill you goes. No, he, he, it's not called that. It's like come. It's where Jack Torrance gets his drink. Uh... The Overlook Bar. Anyway, yeah, hi. Uh, and I am your host, Tambor's Tea House. Nick. That's a good one. Yeah, that's the one where you can, that's the only place you can gamble unless I didn't, pro, I didn't uh, progress Well, the you can do the stock market. Too. Uh, yeah, that's not really. Fucking yeah. Count. I mean, you're using dice for everything in this game, so yeah, the entire but, game is kind of gambling. But Whoa. if you already know the outcome of the dice, is it really gambling? Mm. The answer is yes. Um, but... Uh, something that we were talking about in our little Discord before this episode is last week we talked about in in the Cyber Timber theme we talked about grimy settings mm. and grimy Gross. visuals, yeah, dirt and dust and uh, oil and just like things and you wouldn't want to touch, things exploitation, gla glasses of water you wouldn't want to drink out of, and this one we want to talk about, uh, yeah, we want to talk about the guy who has to, you know. Uh, wipe down the filthiest bar you've ever seen. Like, mm. I think that because this game is very focused on the work that you have to do to get money to stay alive, this the game... gig economy. Yeah, this game contains <laughs> just about every gig you could imagine there being on a space station with its own ecosystem. Um, you can grow mushrooms and sell them you can work in a bar you can deliver uber eats you can mm, you can work you can in another sell bar data that you hacked yeah you can um you can gamble for money playing a fake uh card game you can 
or I, I think it's kind of like Mahjong based on the way they described it. Yeah, um, probably. You can uh, play the fake stock market uh, with scrap. You can uh, salvage and yeah. sell the scrap. Or you can almost die junking shit. You can almost die junking shit. Or you can literally walk out into the vacuum of space to help fix spaceships, which is something that I did a lot of. Um, but the thing is, they never make any of these jobs seem glamorous. And a lot of the characters in the game will tell you stories about how awful it is to do whatever thing they did. It turns out in the future, work still sucks. I know. Well, <laughs> um, one of my favorite characters in this game is Emphis, who just runs a noodle stand. Yeah, uh, and we will talk about him more in the second segment. But I do love how much of like the the kind of space future or cyber future jobs are like okay. Well, what's the kind of low lowest class lowest rent job that we have now, and we'll blow that up to five million percent. And then like that became our reality, right? Like I think about the scene in um in fucking uh, Fifth Element, right, where the the noodle stand comes, the street vendor stand comes up to Bruce Willis's house. Like it lifts up to right outside yeah. his window so that he can eat. Um, and it's like, this guy is still running the, the ramen stand from the outside the train station in Tampopo, but now it just has jets on the bottom. Yeah, now and it can functionally fly, fly not much change door. about it. Yeah. Now he goes to the customers, and we pretty much have that now with mm -hmm. all the Uber Eats. That we have. I mean, we had. It's a very, it's a very futuristic thing to yeah. do. Like it's so commonplace to us, you know. Yeah. We had delivery before, but the pandemic really kicked off like not going to the restaurant. Mm, you can order you literally didn't anything. Go to the yeah, restaurant. Yeah, it was mostly like pizza places that not too maybe Chinese food. But I still, I still places. find street food very cyber. I think it's just because it becomes a because it like is such a trope. Mm -hmm. But it's like anytime there's like a. A, like kind of grimy looking hot dog There's or fucking that guy falafel. Who sells hot dogs out of his truck in New London, yeah. and we love him. Can't that go wrong. They're is not even like amazing hot dogs, but they're amazing at two a.m. They're there. That guy's a fucking hero. Yeah. Like he's, oh, yeah. uh And he brings like onions that he chopped himself in Tupperware, and it makes it makes the difference. Yeah. It really I think does. if on the hierarchy of. Um, bad cyber future jobs to have. I think street food is pretty up there. I think that's good. It's, yeah, it's kind of ironic considering street food is one of like the oldest like professions mm -hmm. out there. Like there's ancient Roman like street food oh, yeah. vendors yeah. that you can find. Like they just had like yeah, they big used to holes do hot dogs back then too. Yeah, they had hot dogs. Um, they, they were called um, hottest doguses. Hottest dog guy. <laughs> um, back then. What was his wife's name? <laughs> Um, but, uh, yeah, like if you take any job now, you mm -hmm. can turn it into like a cyber job. And there are like some that. jobs that I hope don't exist. Cyber, cyber taxes. Yeah. yeah. Cyber taxes. Um, uh, like, cyber dog walkers. But cyber. cyber... Dog walkers. <laughs> Being a cyber dog walker fucking sucks. Cause those guys all have like engines in them, you know, they can pull you yeah, around. That's like, true. Oh, well, business. Um, this person's like walking um, a poochie uh -huh. from like the year 2000 oh, like and it won't stop talking and it doesn't listen. Oh. Um, I think that right there with street vendor is the bar owner. There's got to be like a, or bar, not bar owner probably, but like bar, uh, bartender. Proprietor. Yeah. yeah. You know, you keep your, your, your fucking laser pistol underneath the, yeah. underneath the counter for if somebody starts trouble. Just got to be able to deal with the clientele. And all money is credits, so when somebody says, how's my credit in this joint, you always laugh. Yeah. It's a big, big joke. Credits will do fine. Yeah, credit, credits 
we'll be fine. Yeah. Um, definitely space bounty hunters are a thing you have yeah. to have. Yeah, exactly. Uh, that job. I feel like they're they're more common in space than they are on Earth. I don't consider well, my, the, on Earth they just hunt down people who skip out on bail. Yeah, yeah. it's not really that exciting. And they're almost always at their house. Like not, <laughs> it's easy they to find them. They haven't gone anywhere. Actually. They're just at home. Yeah. But I think that this undercuts the fact this or this like uh, leads us points us to the fact that a lot of the stuff in the space cyber future is drawn to the past, drawn to the wild west because space is another frontier. Whoa. It's the we final frontier. Some might frontier. say. So there are ghost towns. There are little pockets that are outside of the government's reach or outside or or places that. Where the law doesn't stretch as far, and because of that, I think that you know you you see your smugglers, you see your mm. uh, you see your CD dealers, your bounty hunters, those kind of types. Like you were talking about bounty hunters, and I think that right across the street from bounty hunters is assassins. Like you have your space future assassins. Oh yeah. Do you think those guys ever have trouble turning up contracts? Like if you get paid, you're get you're getting basically commission, right? Mm -hmm. So you're not earning a salary. You need someone taken care of. I think it's. Pretty easy. I don't know. Yeah. And look, you have space to travel. How are you going to find that guy? Oh, you, so huge. You like, gotta, yeah. you've got to give him a little bit of a lead. I think. Yeah. yeah. You've yeah, got to know what's going on. You say, I want this one guy dead, and I don't know where he is. And the universe is infinite. Good luck. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> do you think? Samus has ever actually collected a bounty? No, I think she no. just goes to a planet that is filled with aliens and then it blows up. What if she the bounty was on the planet? Did he think that she does her job correctly? Yeah, yeah. If if someone said please destroy the planet Zebes, she did a wonderful job. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I need I, this is a big job. I need something real big taken care of. I yeah. need you to be I need you to collect 100% of the E tanks on planet <laughs> Zebes and then explode it. E-tank collector? Please be that. sure you save the animals. Thank mm. you. Now, do you guys think your jobs like, would be improved or um, not improved by being in space? I do. Uh, sorry. One, one, once before we're off Samus, uh, oh, it does say mission complete at the end of every game. So. Yeah. So, so you get the idea that that was, that was, her, that, that was, was, that was what you were supposed yeah. to do. But um, my job, <laughs> I think, is already kind of cyber in a way. Uh, well, all right. People, let's hear this. Take care always... of another human being. Wow. That Taking is about as cyber as it gets. Fight the human being with your but fist. What is futuristic is like so much of uh, the people who need to be taken care of are people who have some kind of implants or augmentation in some way. There's a guy that I You met. take care of J.C. Denton, I heard. Yeah. I feel more like a mechanic than a doctor. Um, <laughs> uh... So there's a there's a guy that I had to take care of at one time, who is who has a uh, a digital like like mechanical implant in his brain to help with seizures. Oh, to keep wow. them. that's pretty good. I've heard yeah. of those. Yeah, and he has a very cyberpunk looking scar on the top of his head uh, because of that. I read an article about those, uh -huh. and they're proprietary. The software and the firmware is proprietary. So um, this woman got one, and the company folded, and she had to take it out because they wouldn't give her any more updates. No more brain updates. And that fucking update. ruined her life. That's that is cyber as hell. That's cyber. That's exactly mm. what is happening with this fucking Ran game. Ran out of software updates for my brain. Yeah. Interesting. The same thing happens to people with like uh, like bionic arms and shit like that. If mm -hmm. somebody makes the software for them and the company folds, and they're like, "Sorry, we're not shipping updates for this anymore. Throw your arm in the trash." Yeah. Like. 
And it's like, well, I can't. It's growing into my skin. It's like, well, too bad. Just grow the yeah. whole body out. Thing, Unfortunately. Thing with, the, with the brain implant, though, is if the software starts to break down and fuck up, then you probably don't want it in your brain. But at the same time, shouldn't you be giving the software over to somebody else to develop it so that it doesn't do that? No, no, you should just, if something doesn't make money, you should, uh, it has no purpose in society. That's true. Mm. I, I can agree with that. Yeah. Um, one of the jobs that I feel like we see a lot in uh, situations like this is just like regular ass pilot. Like if you can fly anywhere, that's really all you got to do. Like everyone needs to have freedom of movement here. It's like how you can't live in America without a car. Mm -hmm. It's in like an interstellar. He was a pilot, so he went to space. Yeah, there you go. What a you... dog shit movie. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking sucks. No one's a hack. Uh, like you want to talk like about getting portions principle. for scrap or what? Oh, I all right. I've been about talking to talk uh, about it the entire time. Unkar Plutt has the <laughs> is best that gig. His real name? Yes. Damn it. Unkar Plutt has the best gig in all of Cyberdom <laughs> because he gives out portions for all the scrap that people collect. And he's a bit of a. Uh, Where do you think he sources he's that from? A bit from? of a hard ass. He definitely has like a, a fell off the back of a <laughs> an empire ration ship type right. situation. I was about to ask you if that was a Star Wars guy because yes. I didn't recognize him. That is the from name. Star Wars Episode Seven: The Force Awakens. They weren't J.J. Abrams' when they were best saying they were movie. Unkar Plut. Glupshit. It sounds like that. Yeah, I think that's a that's a really that's a good racket. I think being the being the scrap mogul is a is a good gig. Yeah, and you know what? Like, everyone's always like making new fucking bionic hands or or fake brain implants or whatever. Or like, people are always gonna need scrap metal in the space cyber future. It's, yeah, it's something that you gotta have. You can't move on without. Yeah, it. the place you live on is made out of it. Yes, garbage. But you you can't mine it from the place you're on because then you would destroy the place you're on. Mm. Hey, just some, like Earth, but some dipshit who said he was an assassin blew a hole in my ship. I need metal to, to fix it. And mm -hmm. then you're like, sorry, buddy, you got to pay for it. Mm, the ground is made of metal. Uh huh. Oh, all right. I'm starting to see where you're going with this. Maybe here. I could get it from there. Mm, do you guys think you could be a corrupt cyber business executive? What do you guys think about that? Mm, I think I'd be really good at it because you, you can just be the biggest dipshit ever and still uh, do that. I feel like as long as I don't get killed by my fail son, I'll be fine. I feel like mm. that happens to a lot of these guys. They sire. Cyberpunk. 2077. Yeah, that's that's a good recent example. Um, I mean, this also uh, I, I I don't have any proof of any CEOs in real life being killed by their dipshit sons, but um, I do. <laughs> I've been sitting on this for a while. All right, all right, all right. So well, are you I, never I won't ask about you to your dad. Your yeah, well, but, uh, um... I just want to say uh, Jimmy Buffett was not. Oh, oh, <laughs> I should have known. Well, his son. I... <laughs> <laughs> anyway, wait. wait. Um, so, like. Uh, the villains of, of these stories are often, just like in real life, the, the, the big executives at the top of the tower. And what I feel like you could stand to make a lot more money if you just don't bother hiring your dipshit assassins and everyone to hunt everyone down. Because at the end of the story, as long as you don't get, like, you, can, you control the cops or whatever, as long as you don't get assassinated by a space cyber bullet, like, what, what is anyone going to do to you? You're untouchable. But I have to assassinate the other guy who ran off with my proprietary information so that my competitor doesn't end up with my proprietary information it's, and outcompete me. It's all about the data. Someone ran off with the data. Someone ran off with the data. Can I please upload They'll or know about the crappy mech that I was planning to build that explodes on purpose. The battle I combat data. I need brand loyalty. Ooh. 
I would love to download the USB. Space Steve Jobs. Oh, man. Uh, Who's yeah. Steve Jobs? <laughs> Space, Space iPhone. Space iPhone. Well, I do you think they have iPhone in space? Yeah, it's the, they put it on the front of the photons. Do you think they so have? We, we found that gotcha. out last week. Yeah, yeah, it is like a phone. Do they have Ligma in space? Do we know that? Does it's anybody? Space. Does anybody get Ligma? Do we want to just transition? <laughs> yeah, all right. Let's talk about the video game. That one. All right, all right. After this brief break, we'll be talking about Citizen Sleeper. Wake up, sleeper. Dreaming again? Every cycle, you take your chances. You roll your dice. You do the work, get paid, survive. You turn up for your friends, or you don't. That's life on the eye. Wake up, sleeper. Your body is dying. Planned obsolescence. As an ARP's gift for its escaped workers. But we can fight this. You can remake yourself here. They don't own you anymore. Wake up, sleeper. You are hunted. Break their locks. Access their secrets. We are waiting. episode i can't cannot remember <laughs> look so, at that black eyed peas song yeah so alex stronger. uh since sleeper came out last year correct um, what drew you to this game outside of our forced theming mm. well all right so we talked about this I, I believe i touched on this way back last year when we did our game of the year roundup mm -hmm. i think i probably did a brief bit on that and if you're interested in this game go give about 10 minutes of our three-hour episode to listen. Yes. Um, and I would also say that if you're interested in this game and you you might not realize that you're paying for Game Pass. Some people don't remember that they're doing it. If you are paying for Game Pass, it's on there. And if not, it's probably quite cheap. It was just on sale pretty recently. Yeah, it was on sale for like 12 bucks. $12. Down this game is worth your money if you are a person who enjoys reading. Mm. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think the, the thing that 
brought me to the well i had heard about when this came out and i had heard a couple errant disco elysium comparisons and it's not really it's not a very similar kind of game but it definitely feels like it took a few cues aesthetically from that um i the other thing that i had heard like making disco elysium comparisons was that it is a narrative game that actually has some mechanics you are not just playing a visual novel Mm -hmm. and that was also interesting to me because i think the uh, we'll get into it, but I think the actual play of this game is really fun. Um, mm. And that was not something I expected at all, really, out of a game like this. Um, but I was also just kind of interested in um, playing this nice little cyber game. And uh, I kind of fit it in towards the end of last year before we did our game of the year. And uh, I was pleasantly surprised. And when we floated the theme for Cyber Timber, I had a couple things in mind, but. I thought this would be a fun thing to touch on because it... It is so perfect in terms it, of theming. There's so it really hits a lot really, of the major points, gets, I think. It, it gets into the grime. It gets into the fucking... The technology. It gets into the feeling of having a body that just is failing you in every way. I think... Just the struggle of, of dealing with all these different places, at these the isolation, dealing with different factions, the kind of shitty fucking jobs you have to work. I think this unintentionally is an interesting bridge between what we did last week in Votoms and what we're doing next week, uh, even though I haven't seen that movie. But just as a a bridge between Votoms and Ghost in the Shell, I think this is interesting in that it is uh, a shitty, grimy future, but it's also about a person who's mostly robot or entirely robot. It all depends on how you view it. Yeah. Um, but it it's, it gestures at some of those ethical questions, which is a little bit more what Ghost in the Shell is all about. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I also just wanted you guys to fiddle around with it. I had um, maybe made you guys play too much of this oh, uh, no, accidentally. I don't think so. Um, well, I, mean, I, I complained last week that we've gone a little bit too far. Yeah, it was uh, not my intention. To, and I'm guilty of it too. But it, yes, it was not my intention to, to do that. Uh, so I am sorry for that. But we yeah. will have a lot to talk about. Uh, so, yeah, if either of you wants to jump in, go for it. I'll chime in. I didn't replay any of this for the show, so I'm going to be remembering yeah. things as you mentioned them. So yeah. why don't you go first? What did you think of Citizen Sleeper? Citizen Sleeper is a good game. City mm. Sleepy. City Sleepy. City Sleepy is about six and a half hours long. It takes place on a space station, one of those ones that, you know, like rotates. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's very like International Space Station kind of, like yeah. more realism focused than some of the stuff you'd not see in sci-fi. Huge, not big enough to say like a colony. Well, they uh, they actually call the individual like areas different colonies. Like they, like there's um, like the first area you start out in, and then if you go over to Greenway, they call that like a different colony. That's a whole different mm-hmm. commune. So it is pretty huge, but like maybe. I would estimate about like Manhattan size. <laughs> yeah, they, if they, you like made yeah. it into a ring. The the gimmick it kind of is, and like it's a control gimmick too. But it, that it is a ring. You're like mm-hmm. your like map screen or the main screen of interaction of the game is you f- like panning around the thing as it yeah, kind of rotates. Use your scroll wheel, which is. It's a neat mode of interaction. Sometimes it was slower than I would have wanted. Yeah, uh, getting I, I from one side. I kind of wish that I, I could jump. <laughs> But Should have given me a, like a bar, like I'm on a, a, a browser window. Yeah. <laughs> like scroll up and down. It would because of the be cool if you being could a ring. If there wasn't it. the broken section at the end, which is you know thematically quite important, they use it plenty of times. But mm-hmm. I really just wish you could go would, from one end to the other. It would be cool. Yeah. Mario Brothers cool? style. Yeah, it would be cool. Uh, 
to just like just just like scroll all the way around the ring. Yeah. Um, so you're on this space station called Erlen's Eye. Mm-hmm. Um, weird that we've had a couple at least uh, episodes where you're obsessed with an eye in space. Whoa. Um, call back to Outer Wilds. Mm. Um, but so you at the beginning of the game arrive on the eye in a shipping crate um, and you're you're pulled out of it by this guy who runs a scrapyard. You are a an android basically whose brain is running an emulation of a real human consciousness. You're this a sleeper? Yes, you are a sleeper and basically sleep, sleepers are emulations of human consciousness. Um, this is this is an important point in the game. Mm-hmm. Um like a it's real a human huge scam. <laughs> oh yeah. So it's it's kind of like um he didn't know this when he did this in Soma, but in Soma there's the the main character is he's got a brain oh, tumor. What and, a fucking game. Yeah, he's got a brain tumor. He goes to this doctor who's like, "Okay, uh we scan your brain and then we'll we do a brain out. scan." Yeah, but it was a it was kind of a scam and he just took the, the like the scan of the guy's brain and started putting it into robots. Um, that's basically what they do in this game, um, but it's a widespread thing that companies use as a loophole so that they can get sentient AI um, that yeah, is it's... not considered a person. They own you. Um, yeah, if it's a copy of a real person, it's not technically an AI, but also it's not a real person. It's like a, a weird rights loophole. It's interesting. Your body yeah. has organic elements but it is it is not organic yeah they're they're bio components um which is a term also used in gbh in Detroit become human i don't know where else they use them um they use terms like wetware yeah something like that Um, it always goes back to those fucking old books nobody's read yeah excuse you (laughs) isaac asimov um (laughs) nerd fucking It was one dollar, okay? It was, it, it was at the It was for free. Should have played a video game with that one dollar. Shut up! It was uploaded on the Gutenberg project. Um, so uh, yeah, so you escape. You get to the Erlen's Eye because um, you've been, you know, toiling away in, in an awful like mining colony or something. Yeah, like that. you've definitely um, been like absolutely fucked up by whatever it is you. We didn't even talk about space, space future mining. That even came up in last week's show when they're doing the jejurium um, yeah. uh, harvesting. Yeah, indentured servitude to mine for uh, little crystals that came from computers sounds like it would be bad. It, it yeah. does seem like a pretty bad job. We can put that at the bottom of our tier list we didn't make. Yeah. Street vendor at the top and mining at indentured servitude for, mining at the bottom. Forced to mine for little crystals at the bottom. Yes. Unfortunately, we seem to be progressing towards that in real life because I we're looking have at to go back to the uh, Kyber crystal mine oh, man. tomorrow, and yeah. I'm not excited about it. I gotta it. pay Uncart, Uncart <laughs> to get my portions. Yeah, at least I Fuck. go to the moon, it's closer. But, Damn. You know, it's not a bad commute. Yeah, uh, it's only about like 13 million miles. So, how does it feel being uh, uh, basically shrinkage property uh, from SNR? Sleepy. Sleepy? Yeah, I'm a sleeper. Um, it sucks. Uh, so, basically, <laughs> your robot um, body is uh suffering from planned obsolescence especially you're since like iphone you yeah, are like iphone you're like iPhone God, iphone's gonna come up in every episode two weeks in a row <laughs> yeah. uh and if you don't receive stabilizer shots it, it rejects your consciousness apparent like basically um so you need to receive shots otherwise your or your consciousness rejects your body and then it breaks down it, it's like if you get a real transplant in real life um, and you have to continually, for the rest of your life, take um, immunosuppressant shots so that your 
immune system doesn't reject like your new kidney. Um, So that's a a big sticking point in the game is that you have to make money so that you can get this stabilizer from this doctor who's basically extorting you for it, who's got some other whole background. Um, And then you also have to make money to um, pay this bounty hunter who has been sent by SNARP to retrieve you um, because you are property. You're company Um, property. But he decides instead to extort you. Um, and then, like, it's just like, yeah, you're you being, have to pay for everything. <laughs> you're being scammed on several different fronts. You need to make money to buy the drug that lets you live, but you also need to eat food to live. Mm-hmm. Which uh, costs money. And you also want to try and progress in the video game. So you want if to be doing other th- sounds, things other than those two things also. <laughs> if any of this sounds familiar to real life, then you're kind of hitting mm. on what the game is trying to tell you. But, yeah. yeah, this is what I kind of touched on earlier, how I was surprised and really intrigued by how this game works mechanically. I think it is... Oh, being pulled in two different directions by these meters is super interesting and it, it like both limits and kind of focuses you into certain things like mm-hmm. being in poor condition will make it so that you have less dice to roll which means you can do less things in a given day it's kind of like a it's like a poor get poorer thing almost so you really want to ride the throttle on when you use your really rare drug to become better and you want to prioritize skills that let you improve your condition or other ways to do it yeah, with I, that you find out. I always waited till I was down to like three dice every day to use my stabilizer. I feel like I probably could have gone longer, but I didn't really want to. Yeah. So basically the game has you, every time you wake up every day, um, which is called a cycle because day and night yep. is meaningless in space. No sun. Um, yep. Uh, you got to organize it somehow. Otherwise you will go insane. Yeah. So it's uh, if you were just like time continues regardless, then, <laughs> then just everything would be murder-suicide on this uh, space station. Yeah. So everything is a cycle. Um, when you wake up every day, based on the condition of your body, which the condition of your body deteriorates the longer you go without um, the stabilizer, you run a certain number of, you roll a certain number of dice, which I think is, Five, if you're at yep. max. I think it's Yahtzee. I think five is the yeah. max. Um, and they can be between, you know, one and six. Yeah, regular and, D6, yeah. Not, not like any D&D dice or anything. And depending on the value of these die, it um, affects your likelihood of succeeding at, at a task. So you can pick which die you choose for each task. So if there's a task that is safe, that won't damage you if you fail it, you would want to use your lower die. Um, you if, can afford to take the risk yes. on those. If there's a task you're trying to do that's dangerous, uh, then you want to use the higher value die. It's a really simple system. Yeah, and there uh, are a couple different ways to use your low dice too. Like all, pretty much all of the hacking checks use uh, ones and twos, so that's where you would yeah, want to use two, them. Three, yeah, yeah, so like your low dice aren't immediately like useless because you can't use them to pass yeah. any checks. You can still use them for something else. Yeah, um, I think the, some of the uh, story checks like the main story checks end up getting higher but those are pretty rare um so yeah there's also the other mechanic which is hacking um it works basically the same way but it requires you to have a certain number die to get through or um if you have a certain ability which you you start out you can pick between two types of sleepers it doesn't end up mattering in the end really because you level up your stats and you like i almost had all my stats all leveled up um, yeah, so, your your skills are a little bit more pick and choose, but your like stat points, I guess. I I don't really. I'm a little fuzzy on how all that articulates, but 
Well, you, you can you have a plus one or yeah. a minus yeah. one yeah. or something That's like that to okay. start out with, like like in you know any other RPG. Um, so if if you have a plus one to like I think it's interface. You... Is that what you went with? Did you go with the operator start? Where yes. Where you can do the drone operator stuff? Yep. Yeah, I was curious to know what everyone picked for that. Alex probably doesn't remember. What I picked think I might have done engineer, maybe, if that oh, was one. Oh, that's great. We all did different ones, because I did the, uh, I did the like, whatever the manual labor thing is, because I, I felt like that was Oh, there's two of them. My first priority, I, I look, in looking at the skill tree, the thing that I wanted the most, I think, was... Um, the perk that lets you use scrap to heal your condition mm -hmm. and the solar power thing that lets you like spend That's, a so turn I to I started with I the solar power that. thing because I did the endure and that ended up being less useful than I thought because what I uh, didn't realize is that the thing about there's a lot of ways to get food if you're willing if you're willing to spend a die to work yeah but it's a lot harder to get uh, to, to make your condition better which is this thing you need stabilizer for. Yep. And um, I feel like none of the perks are so amazing that they're like game breaking. Yeah, there are but... a couple of different paths to get to and there are a lot of different ways to, to solve all these problems. Mm -hmm. So it's like whichever one you want to get to first is the gameplay choice you're making because eventually you're going to have more money than you know what to do with and several ways to increase your condition. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I had Emily pick which one sounded the most like me and it was definitely the one that had minus one to intuition. <laughs> so and, you're the beefy and one. And plus one to endurance. Nice. That's what I thought, Which yeah. is, I feel is definitely relatable to me in real life. <laughs> yeah. The way I play games and the way I have people pick my stats makes me sound like I think I'm dumb, but I'm not dumb, <laughs> I'm smart. Not like people say. Not like, everybody says. Uh, not like everybody says. Um, so, I, I had I let her pick just like we did Disco Elysium and I thought it might be a fun thing to like talk with her about my choices in this game but after 10 minutes playing this game I'm like no this won't be fun at all nothing about <laughs> this is going to be fun for you I'm very engaged and this is enjoyable but this is not like a, a game where we talk to each other while we play it and we have a nice fun time this is a game where I play it and then I think about it on the drive to work the next morning because I think about the themes of the game or the, the people that I interacted mm. with in this fake game. The choices you had to make. It's not something that's fun to tell a story about from. Like in Disco Elysium, there are certainly heavy things in that. The, 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 thing where, the, the little side quest where you have to go tell somebody her husband got drunk and died yeah. is it's one a... of the best side quests in any game I can think of. That's yeah. not fun to talk about. Every other side quest in that game is really fun to talk about. We had two whole entire episodes talking about all the shit in that game. Yeah. In this game, while there is plenty to talk about, it is not fun in that way. Yeah. There's no it's like going for something much more specific than that. Yes. Yeah, there like there are branching paths, but they don't branch far and there're not that many of them. Yeah, and looking up and looking up the endings and stuff, there are a couple ways. There I'm shocked at a, like there's like five different ways a couple of these can articulate, but it's all pretty subtle stuff and it doesn't, I'll get into this, but it doesn't have a ton of bearing on the game beyond what like your ending slide situation is. I got someone killed in a way. I really wish I hadn't done that. I'll get to that when I talk oh, about I don't think mine. I got anybody killed. We were some more lower stakes. I mean, the, most of the stuff here is pretty low stakes. Yeah. I think even the one, one quest, I thought the twist was going to be that it was low stakes. Like when you talk to Fang and he's laying out his huge conspiracy, I'm like, 
The twist here is, go is it's going to be that people don't actually care what's going on or that's less serious than what he thinks. And I was wrong. It actually <laughs> is quite serious and people do care about it. Yeah. yeah. But, so yeah. The, the themes of the game, the underlying themes of the game are, of course, corporatism versus, um, you know, the, the union took over mm -hmm. the space station. Because, of course, when you build a space station, either a government owns it or a corporation owns it. Like, and that's just the way it's going to be when we start building big sp space stations, if we ever get there. Um, and the way to live in a place that isn't owned by a corporation or a government directly is to seize it as like have yeah. the workers seize it. And that's just going to be the way it is. Um, personally, I didn't feel like the game made any very specific or profound statements about it. It was just, this is the way it's going to be. It It's just very, I don't want to say run of the mill, but it, it's not incredibly unique to the, um, dystopian sci-fi space. Yeah, I think uh, it is definitely it's definitely playing the hits with the genre tropes and stuff for sure. Yeah, and that's I, fine. I think it it definitely has something specific to say about like um, like being the best person you can, perhaps like mm -hmm. trying to like it, it's a very this is a very personal game in that it is focused on specific people and not huge ideas really. Like you're so, it, you're making the station better by the connections that you're making to the people that are there. Yeah, I think I think as I was playing this game, there was a moment where I was like, was this made by Slavs? And then I was like, no, this is not made by Slavs. It's not nuanced enough. It was made by Australians. Um, it <laughs> that was tracks. Very, yeah. <laughs> that actually does track. I yeah. didn't even think about that. Yeah, uh, I looked it up. I was like, wait, is this Slavs? No, it's not. It's really not. Um, so, uh, I mean, I, I like it. And I especially like anything that has to do with consciousness and, you know, humanity man we're gonna way. talk the shit out of that next week oh next week yeah <laughs> uh so so ghost in the shell is one of my favorite anime um slamming that would you put your brain in a robot body button slamming it over and over yeah. again slamming the yes without even looking uh, at the other like options I'm, I'm hitting <laughs> yeah. the eject button um, on my jet i'm hitting it that hard <laughs> there's that and then and then the sentience out of um like programs which you do run into in this game where um, oh yeah a bunch Hunt, of yeah. hunter killer that yeah. was my the, boys that was the ending i got was the was the one that is connected Good. to yeah. artificial sentience Stuff, which I didn't even realize I was was what I was working towards, of course, until the very end. Yeah, a bunch of the different AIs of the ship have gained sentience, and when the collapse happened, where the Union took over the ship, um, one of like there were two of them who were supposed to hunt out um, like AI that had gained sentience and destroy them, um, and there's a couple that had escaped. One by cutting itself off and another by hiding in a vending machine, <laughs> huh, which is really Neo funny. Neovend, my boy. Yeah. Neovend is great. Yeah. Um, I, you were talking about the, the personal uh, quality of this game, and I wanted to talk, uh, read this little uh, snippet from the, uh, from the Wikipedia article. Ah, that's how classy oh, wow. we are. Wow, huge. But this is, uh, this is really good journalism the, how, happening this here. This is how I found the interview. Look, I went to a GeoCities page last week. I know I, <laughs> that's I, good journalism. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, they were talking of the developers. Um, oh God! I, oh, I'm just not going to say something really funny while Nick scrolls. The developer like jump over the, the age. Okay. Jump over the age. Wow. Uh, so they had initially conceived of this as being like a game where you're dealing with like the political situation in a larger setting, but they were wanted to be a, you playing as a thief in a fantasy city, and eventually they changed ended up changing the setting when they realized it worked better, and. Um, 
uh, Martin focused on the feeling of people coming together in their own experiences as a non-binary person struggling to make ends meet in a city through the gig economy. That tracks. Oh, yeah. there, there are several um, non-binary people in this game. Like, like you'll notice there's a lot of they, them pronouns running around. Mm -hmm. Like there's Sabina, there's the doctor. The place is lousy with they, them. It sure yeah. is. <laughs> And uh, around all over the place yeah, is a funny way to say that. When playing science fiction games like the Mass Effect series, Martin found themselves drawn to the side characters. As science fiction stories drag the narrative towards explosive quest, explosive quests, I want to stay with these people living ordinary lives in extraordinary settings. They cited Diaries of a Spaceport Janitor as an example of the kind of story they were aiming towards, which showed how science fiction could be a great space for slice of life gaming experiences. And that is like. Yeah, that, that is, makes a lot of sense. That is the game. So many, uh, like we were just joking about in the in our first segment about like the, the the shit jobs in the cyberspace future. You're not always the 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 human hero of the alien universe. Sometimes you are the noodle vendor mm -hmm. that somebody gets. Somebody sometimes you're the guy playing cards on the street, and then like a speeder chase happens right in front of you, and all your cards get knocked over, and you're like, "Hey, what the hell, man?" Yeah, so <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what were you going? Follow the queen. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, that's what this game, that's the kind of uh, head this uh, game puts you in, this kind of mental space this game puts you in. And I feel like it's incredibly effective. The game is very minimalist on in terms of pres presentation. It doesn't give you a ton of, like, cutscenes. There's not a ton of, of voices or anything like that, you know? Yeah, there, you're, you're there aren't any voices, there and aren't there aren't any, any cutscenes. There um, aren't any voices, there aren't any cutscenes. You are correct. It's just, yeah. it's just text that you're scrolling through vertically, uh, static illustrations that are quite gorgeous, and a nice 3D model of Erlen's eye that does mm -hmm. move as the day goes on. And it's actually fairly plain looking, but mm -hmm. it, I like that because it... Like, like the model, um, mm -hmm. because it doesn't take away from the text or from the character art. That yeah, it's not distracting. And mm -hmm. So to get actually into my, my actual impressions yeah. of the actual give me, gameplay. Uh, give me the rundown. So um, You got some notes here. I want to hear them. Yeah, so I knew nothing about that game um, before playing it. I knew it was a sci-fi game, and I read that it was short. Um, so I started playing it and I was surprised because it was like all text at first for like the first like 15 mm -hmm. minutes. And I was like, oh, is this like a visual novel pretty much? Um, and it, it kind of is partially a visual novel. Yeah, I, uh, I, I'm an asshole about the classification for visual novel stuff. Uh, if it has any play at all, I don't really count it. But So Honey Pop uh, is not a visual novel? No. No, okay. Um, but yeah, so, so it's Phoenix, got visual right? novel elements. But, you know, it, it's like taking from the CRPG era like yeah you've got gameplay and then you've got narrative play um it's hard to classify yeah i mean it's kind of weird coming off of playing so much baldur's gate where like you are doing dice rolls and you are doing a lot of narrative choices yeah so it's, it's like that but it's like distilled down into like a really clean gameplay loop uh, so i started this and then the the tutorial comes up right um and it's like this big splash screen and it's like Here's your condition. Here's your energy. Here's your dice. Here's the safe and the risky and the danger classifications. And I was mm -hmm. like, whoa, what? Like, whoa, there's I, a video game in here? Yeah, no, I, <laughs> I was like scared by it. I was like, this is too inf too much information at once. But then as soon as I like looked at it, like as soon as it put me in a place where I could like actually use the dice, I was like, oh, this is fucking easy. Um, because it, it's just super easy to understand like a low value die means low chance of success like you can either get a negative or a neutral outcome you cannot get a positive outcome with a one yeah it's, you cannot 
um, unless you're doing hacking mm-hmm. um, or unless you're in the commune and, and they feed you no matter what, um, which That's, is great. I, I thought, thought that that was a great gameplay transition of a story theme of like if you're in just like Detective Crashmore, even if they do a bad job, if even if you do a bad job, they'll still they'll still feed you. Yeah, they'll yeah. Still, they'll, they, they, they still a, have to, to pay me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> even if even if you do a bad job, yeah. even if you do a bad job, yeah. Commune, there, there's like three sort of distinct um, areas of Erlen's Eye that you can go to. One is the commune where they're all hippy dippy and they'll feed anyone, um, and, and they that's grow the plants. So like well, they don't have any money. There. Yeah, but that's okay because they feed you, <laughs> and you can grow Some mushrooms. Some people would consider that to be a problem. I met one character who was very upset that they, they didn't have any money at the commune. <laughs> uh, but you can grow mushrooms to like eventually, if you progress through the story, you can grow mushrooms to make a stabilizer for yourself. Um, I feel like I feel like that's almost like a giant spoiler. Like that's such a huge thing that you can do. Spoilers for no, it does no. Or, I'm I'm not being uh, serious about it. I, but it, but to me that is like such a. A, a non-obvious piece of information that is that know. rules about this game. As soon as Rico was like, it's like things are growing for us and it made the mold go away or the mold spores came in and, and then we made an antidote and it's like it's growing things for specific people. And I was like, oh, it'll make me a stabilizer. <laughs> um, we can make the medicine yeah. ourselves. Um, but uh, so there's that area, and then there's like the the low end, which is like the lawless district run by a gang, and then there's um, like the initial area, which is like Union Town. Yeah, like that's the company town. Um, and that's kind of reverse order of how you'd get to them, because uh, you kind of have to progress linear, linearly. Yeah, you as start you Union area, and then lawless, and then commune. And then there's also the like the wasteland. The, well, I, I was going to also say that there's, like, the spoke at the top, uh, oh, yeah. whatever the hell they really call it. I didn't really explore that too much except for the hunter-killer. Yeah, um, there's some thing. neat stuff up there. Yeah, like, I, I didn't, like, I, I found it really late, um, yeah. Bliss, where th- there's a character who's, like, I think trying to fix the ship, and she's, that like... That whole side quest is awesome. I don't know. I if finished that one. Okay, all right. I we'll really okay, we'll touch on it that. later. It's good. Yeah, um, it, like, she asked me for money, and at that point in the game, I was, like, I don't Yeah, have you got to make the investment. Yeah, I was, like... No, I'm leaving. Because yeah. I'd already like built the other ship to leave. To invest. <laughs> <laughs> Buy low, sell high. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I found the the gameplay loop. It's really short. You go through your five die. You do whatever you need to do to you know get your energy, get your money, progress the story, and then you start another cycle. And it's like one of those things where where it's like okay, one more, one yep. more, one it, more. it was very. I played this in like. Almost one sitting. I, I think I, ha- I had a second PlayStation because I did some of the DLC stuff, but I played it. I probably played this for like four hours the first time I sat down with it. Yeah, I did. So I was playing this two sessions, six and a half hours total, um, which was longer than I expected. Like the way Alex was talking about it and the way people online were talking about it, I thought it was going to be like six and a half hours to get all the endings. Yeah, like you and it, run it, for like two hours. It all does come pretty quick because I think you definitely hit a point where um, you're you like have mastered the economy and like you're you've got or at least I hit a point where I had like uh, hundreds of credits, yeah. plenty of ways to keep myself stable. I could just go and do all the things I wanted to do. At that point, it only took another half hour or so to do pretty much every other quest line, but. It took, takes a while to get on top, uh, to get ahead of the economy. That's like the big part of the beginning of this game. Yeah, at first it's a little bit stressful, especially since it keeps adding stuff to pay for on top of it. Yep. Um, like the bounty hunter and everything. Um, so my priority at first was to try to get 
rid of those things, like get rid of Ethan, the bounty hunter, get rid of um, the tracker, um, because Ethan's like, oh, there's somebody else coming to get you. And I got rid of my tracker before that timer ever happened. Um, and, you know, get the stabilizer. There's like a way to get the stabilizer discounted um, once Sabina, the doctor, like disappears, which I didn't fall through that whole um, storyline because I, yeah, I lost interest on it that was, one. It's fine. I don't think that's one of the better quest lines personally. Yeah, I was like, oh, it's, she it's okay. got, I don't really care who's in the right here. You're extorting me for something I need to live yeah. and these people are running the downtown like a gang, like whatever. Um, I so, I found that I was not motivated to finish that quest at all. There, yeah, there's I, did, like, I did not give a shit. After a they lot, discounted the shit for me, I was like, all right, I'm done. There's a lot going on there. I'll just touch on it because neither of you guys got to it. Um, and this is pretty like vague memory stuff. Um, but you track them down after after they sell you like the first couple stabilizers. They skip town mm-hmm. or Sabine. they they yep they bail, and then um, you can find them in a like another uh, apartment in that same yeah, area. Yeah, I found that. And then they want you to do tasks for them, but also tasks for like the gang handler that they're like being pressured by. And I think you work, if you work both sides of that, you eventually get to like, to like going undercover and working uh, and trying to take down the like gang leader or like expose the gang leader. It's weird. Well, so, so one of the gang leader people comes through and is like, actually, Sabina sucks and she used to work for S and ARP. Um, yeah. But it, it looked to me like from the information the game gave me at the time that they were there like really early. And probably was gonna end up having left because they thought I, it was shitty. I believe the twist ended up being that the um, the corporation has their hands on like the 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 highest level guy anyway. They like have like a thing in his brain or something to like influence his decision making and stuff. So they basically have oh. they basically control the whole gang, the the corporation. Oh, and that happened with the other guy too. Yeah, who was, I, who was, I'm a little fuzzy on all those specifics, yeah. but it, I don't think it was the most interesting quest line. I put yeah. that one off for a while. Yeah, anyway, so I didn't finish that one. I got that discounted, and then I also got the skill where it was, you know, discounting me everything by 20%. That rules, like, oh, okay. yeah. Yeah, so I got 64 cryo, which is the um, the currency in this game, was down from 100 cryo for the stabilizer. So that was great. Um, no. Did you get to the point where they stopped selling you stabilizer? No. That's I, that's something that I think is really cool about this game, but I feel like it's only something that completionists will reach. It is, or maybe if you, I know there's DLC. In this I wondered game, about so, that. I was like, okay, um, is there a finite number of them in the case? There is like, there is a point where they're like, we can't get any more for you. Mm-hmm. I only found this out doing research after the fact because yeah. I did not reach this point. I think there. by that point you would have unlocked other methods to. Yeah, yeah there's the mushrooms keep and then there's going. Um, What's his face? Caster, I think, the other guy. Oh, I didn't know um, about this. Yeah, there's another. There's a the random guy who comes up to you on the street, and he can get that shit for you for some That's reason. That's cool. Yeah, and he's also the one who gets you on the like he gets you tickets to get on the sidereal horizon. Oh, okay. So he's down at the other end. I didn't even examine the the scrapyard end. Like mm-hmm. I didn't. No, he shows up in the low end after a while. Oh, okay. I don't remember what you have to do. Like he just showed up for me. Yeah. I, I have no idea. And then there's also the the skill that you can take that lets you use scrap to repair your condition. That was big yeah. for me in the end game. I use that so much. Yeah. So yeah, my my main thing was to be independent. 
Um, and then I ended up with so much fucking money that the <laughs> game, ended, like I started out stressed and then I ended up with so much money that it started to be boring yeah. for a while. Rags to riches. That's what this game's all about. It's about I, the American dream, people. <laughs> Please don't let me forget to touch on it, but one of my big, big theses for, the, theses for this game is that it's like, I kind of wish it didn't let you do everything. Uh, I think at, at yeah. a certain point in the game, I think when money is no object and you literally rule the space station, I think it undermines some of the points that the game is trying to make yeah, a little bit. Yeah, it's supposed to be hard. <laughs> I know they did DLCs, and I did. I played a tiny bit of. I didn't. I I had wanted to finish the DLC. The, I didn't. The two but... characters that came up to me to start one of the DLCs They're were like, "Hey, we're the fucking DLC. annoying. If you help us, you can play the DLC." <laughs> I, I, I was like, okay, I'll try to help you guys a little bit. And they were like, I want all the water. I want all yeah, the food. That's... I want you to go like into this uh, flotilla where they're quarantining people who could probably get like, I'm okay with you quarantining people out there because you could literally kill everybody on the space station. Yeah, the, the, it's uh, worth as touching long as on. you get resources to them. But that was the whole point of that DLC. But the two characters who you meet, Peek and um, Eshi, um, were annoying, especially Eshi. She's like, I hate everybody. And I'm like, please <laughs> calm down. The That DLC is, is interesting and it's a little bit more extended of a side quest chain. But um, So are they all part of the same thing? Like, I know the DLC is called Flux. They had three episodes, but I don't know if they're all part it, of the yeah, same Yeah, it's all one after all? the other. Okay. Uh, so I played I the first two. Like the third one hadn't been out when I played this game. Okay. Uh, so I didn't get the conclusion of this whole storyline. But it basically is just like, kind of like a refugee crisis on the eye. There are a lot of folks that are orbiting it in their ships that want on. And there's a lot of pushback from the people who already live there because there's not enough for anyone as is. And uh, it's it's interesting. But yeah, I didn't finish it. So. Yeah, I, I went through, like, as soon as they were like, I want you to get this much this and this much that, I was like, no, I'm not yeah, doing that. Yeah, that's the but then economy they kept trying to They kept trying to talk to me, and then this other lady had her drone following me, and it was, like, towards the end, and I was just waiting out the clock to get on the, the, um, the horizon. And I was like, leave me alone. Oh, my God. <laughs> but it won't let you end a cycle unless you've finished all of the events. Yeah, you have to happened. go touch on the event if you oh. started to progress it. Yeah. Um, you have to go check on that guy that you left to die in a ditch. <laughs> and it gives you a long paragraph of text about how he's dead in a ditch, and it's very satisfying. It is. Uh, yeah, so so it ended up getting boring for a, for a little stretch of time um, while you wait out clocks and you have all the money. And yeah. You're just kind of trying to max everything out and be like, okay, I guess I'll go finish this thing. I guess I'll go unlock that thing, you know. Um, and then it, eventually... Um, like I, I ended up being like, okay, I, I know this is gonna be an ending, so I did um, Lem and Mina. So Lem is um, a, a worker you meet who's working on the the refugee. Well, it's not really a refugee ship. It, it's like a colony ship that they're gonna send out to an, another planet, um, and he wants to get off of the space station with his adoptive daughter Mina. Yeah. And there's a whole thing where you can go play with her, like you you babysit her, and it's very cute. Yeah, you can both. You start by working with him, and then you get to know him by just like doing the job to collect scrap, I think, or do whatever, or, fix, or work on the ship. And then as you befriend them, you can watch the kid, which is really fun while he's at work. Yeah. And then so you expect to be put into a lottery to get onto the ship to get off the eye, but then it ends up that the lottery is rigged and is only for like 
long-time workers. Yeah, just like people. companies putting up fake uh, postings for jobs on Indeed when they had somebody they wanted to hire oh, already. Oh, yeah. it is just like that. Yeah. It's just like that. Um, it, it, that that's such a, like, it, you could tell, I, I could kind of tell where they were going with it, but it was a really sad false hope thing to see uh, him get really invested in trying to, like, it is basically the old corporate trick of work harder and you might get to do this thing, you know, yeah. it sucks. Um, so like that happens and then eventually um, you can actually find a way onto the sidereal horizon before it leaves. And so that's the ending I got where I was like, Lem and Mina really deserve to not be on this yeah, uh, space I, station. Yeah, I empathize with these characters. I would like them to have a better life. Yeah. And, then, and the colony ship is, it's worth mentioning, I think, that it's not like, a, it's not an amazing gig, but it is a way out. Like, yeah. you are specifically, uh, you are volunteering to, or you're getting the privilege to not be put into hypersleep while you watch everyone who is in hypersleep. And yeah. then you have to go, and then after that, after the years of travel or whatever, it's like decades. You, yeah, you, then you have to build the colony. <laughs> yeah. And actually, so the, um, this is a big spoiler, but in the text that describes this ending, it kind of goes forward in the future and it's like Lem dies on the ship because you're on there so long. You watch Mina grow up and your body ends up giving out eventually just because it's not made to last that long. Though yeah. it does sound like it lasts quite a while um mm -hmm. but you know it's very sad more durable uh, than flesh maybe but not by much yeah but <laughs> you can walk out in space with no suit but you still need food or you will die yeah um and that iPhone. is is one thing i like about this game um just just for that ending specifically because it goes into the mass amount of time that it would take to do anything in space at all like, it's not like, you know, the Wild West where you go settle a town and you live there. You just live there. It, it, it took maybe a little while to get out there, but you live there now and you started a town um, in it space. It takes decades to get somewhere in space. Yep. It takes decades to get somewhere in space and then you got to terraform it um, and you got to establish, you know, how to grow food. And you know, it, it's just, it's sad that you could live and yeah. die on a colony ship. I... I got a lot out of the kind of um, like tragic sadness of your character like leaving the eye at all because it is kind of the only way that you would stay alive. Like getting on this colony ship and leaving means that you are cutting yourself off from your supply of stabilizer. In the, in the fiction of the game, mm -hmm. you are know you are going to die, but you want to leave with these people who you've made friends with. Mm -hmm. um, I... It's choosing to take a chance, but it, in a way, it's another form of escapism too. It's I I want to touch on this a little bit, Seb, because this is the ending that resonated with me the most, and it's the first one that I ended up going for. Um, I had maybe a I don't know I had an optimistic idea as I was playing this game, a uh, maybe a misconception, but uh, I was kind of hoping that in choosing this ending that it would end the video game and I would have to start another playthrough to do the rest of the video game. Uh, that is not the case. But I... Um, you can go back? Yeah. Oh. How does it's that the work? the same playthrough? It just starts you from before you... You should yeah. be able to. Oh, so I didn't try. So they don't just give you... They don't even give you another paragraph of text. It's just like I, you just, you all right. right before you left? I, in my active 
complete cowardice as a gremlin gamer who wanted to continue playing this game. Save scummed? No, I... uh, Decided to get Lemon Mina on that ship, and then at the last minute I backed out and said I'm leaving. <laughs> no, see, I no, I respect that. Though. It was a it was a like huge point of tragedy for me to like literally shove them off on their way to to. But uh, you did this for game reasons, not for yeah, story reasons. Yeah. Oh it, my god. It was interesting. It was it was a real like conflicting feeling for me, like intentionally picking. Like, I, I want these two people to live out this dream that they have, but I want to stay behind. It was awesome. It, it really, really worked for me. But I, I did get to that point, and it was like, go with or wait. And I knew pushing wait would have me left behind. And I was like, okay, A, I want an ending. Yep. B, Mina said she wouldn't leave without robot. Yeah. Um, Sometimes but, you gotta leave without robot. Yeah, uh, but but I was like, but I've worked so hard to build a life and build this network and ways to survive on the eye. Yeah, like this is the identity of my character now. Like you had no identity before. It's but, it's super interesting, and I wish it was more of a choice because, it, from my understanding, the game does just continue regardless of which one you pick. You can just continue to do the game. I did have another clock running for that seed from the um, the yeah AI I think, thing, and that that can also be an ending. But yep. I, I was like, no, I, I have I th- to get an ending. I, th- the I think that, that I the yeah. um, I just kind of want to touch on this because I don't know I'm, while this is in conversation. I think it's this game kind of works against itself a little bit in that it um, it is trying to go for certain things narratively, but then it also is a video game that wants you to let you be able to do everything. Mm-hmm. And I think that that works against it a little bit, not only with some of the narrative beats being like, this is your definitive end as a character. You are making a choice to leave the station or you are choosing to become one with the network. But if you still want to play that DLC, go ahead. Yeah, there's no, like, you have to choose or you are forced to make a choice. They yeah. should force you to make a choice. Though. I don't know. I, I, I'm on Alex's side here. I, I think I, I can agree with that. It is, it is kind of a minor nit. Like, I like this game a lot, and I'm willing to forgive it this, but I think it would, be, would have been an incredibly strong choice to enforce any one of these endings as that's it, that's your ending, play the game I'm again not, if you give a shit about doing the rest of it. I'm not going to deduct any points from my game pro gamer face for this, <laughs> but I, I do think... That this game takes so many other strong choices. It, it really commits to a lot of things. And I feel like, you know, you and I, Alex, have played games, uh, a lot of, um, like, U- European games, I want to say, <laughs> where they do not do things that are marketable, let's say. Mm, they, they do things Player-friendly, maybe, yes. even. <laughs> well, uh, we joked about Frostpunk the, a couple yeah. weeks ago. We were joking about Frostpunk and... Um, one of the things about Frostpunk is they tell you start the military police or start the fi- or start the evil church. And it's yeah. Like, do, do you want do, do you want things? to be a fascist uh-huh. or if, would you like to be the Catholic Church? If you, if you that do, slop, that's got to be a slob game. If you do <laughs> neither of those things, then you are at a disadvantage. <laughs> yeah. You, you can have your well, morals. I think but it's you'll be at yeah. A it's interesting. They make you pick one of those skill trees, but it's your they they kind of bury it because it's the trick the game does. Yeah. But they want you to intentionally not engage with the fancy gamer right. skill tree. You don't have to upgrade that skill tree. You have to pick one, but you don't have to upgrade it. 
So, the, the, the games like that and games like Pathologic, which is another slob game. Mm, um, good game. But uh, these games are about strong morality as well as games. It's about having a lot of things that you will miss or you simply can't all do. And this game makes a point with that. It tries to show you that, look, there is only so much life that you have to give. There are only so many things that can be done in one time. It is not, uh, I don't know, let, let me give you an example. It is not fucking Yakuza, where there is literally a checklist in the pause mm, menu. Everyone will wait around for you to do every side quest in the game if mm -hmm. you want. <laughs> You can do go-karting, and you can do uh, fucking underground arena fights, and you can help Your save adopted us. daughter has been kidnapped, but if you want to do the... Go you want to play Mahjong, nobody's going to stop you from that. playing Mahjong. Hit the driving range, She'll maybe. She'll be fine. Um, I, one, I, we touched on it earlier, and Seb, you had kind of talked about how like being uh, loaded up with money and having all the resources made the game a little bit boring. I think that is my only other ding, really, mm. is that it is very it's satisfying to be on top of the economy but it is another one of those weird things where suddenly you are the machine god of this space station yeah, i was surprised <laughs> they didn't give me more things i had to pay for after i got rid of ethan yeah. and discounted the other stuff i i think a lot in i'd be curious to replay this but because i did everything really there's no reason to uh, I think a lot a lot of the pressure at the beginning of the game is you're learning how to play it, but also I think a lot of it is completely fake. Like the any of the consequences for being late on some of those timers in the early games or early game doesn't really matter at all. Like facing off against Ethan was a thing I thought I had to do something really quickly to manage, but it is actually just a story trigger that you'll get anyway. Yeah, and I, I almost got into a fight with him at the bar and I had like like I pointed his gun at him, right? And then, but I didn't shoot him because I was like, oh no, what if that triggers something else that's bad? And then it I ends up the he just- empty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the bartender <laughs> unloaded that gun. An interesting trick. Yeah. Yeah, and, and then like the, the bar ender just ends up, the bartender, the bar ender. The bar uh, ender. That's, 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 that's another job you Sideshow yeah. Bob, the bartender. Uh, it means the bartender. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so yeah, it just I it sounds like it just ends up the same way no matter what yeah, because then he he shouts about the contract has been canceled now somebody else has it and then he just fucks off. Yeah, and even that uh, you had talked about getting your tracker removed before the that other timer comes on. Mm -hmm. I definitely had that timer run out and it didn't like end my game. I don't really remember the specifics around that, but the, the fucking I think you just have a weird thug show up or something. Somebody shows up to kill you and they look like uh, evil Boba Fett. Yeah, it sounds like they couldn't commit in this game to you, real consequences. To yeah, I'm, and yeah, I, I'm okay. I, I think this game is definitely trying to posture at... No, I was going to pass it to you, Nick. Oh, okay. I think the game is trying to posture at consequence and a lot of these uh, like interesting trade-offs and deep ideas. It wants to have stakes, but it also kind of wants to be a breezy, light, visual novel-esque video game. Um, which is fine. I think that there's a Venn diagram of folks who are would be really into this. If it were harsher, I don't. I think the audience would have been more limited. I think that's probably true. But the thing that happens when you really commit to a vision is that 
sometimes you alienate a lot of people and then sometimes you end up making one of the best video games ever made. But <laughs> yeah, that's I, kind I, of a hard thing to ask somebody to do. Mm. It's kind of Not hard everybody to say, can be Zam. hey, be true to your vision because then maybe if people don't hate it for silly reasons, <laughs> if people don't hate the things that you did that are intentionally obstructive, then you might get a really rad yeah. small fan base, which sometimes isn't even good. You don't even want that sometimes. Um, but anyway, Seb, do you want to finish up your thoughts? I'm oh, sorry. Um, I, I overall, chimed in to do my whole thing that there. That is fine. Um, overall, good game. I have some nitpicks. I aired them out. Um, but I did immediately recommend this to my brother um, as just like a short, fun game, especially if you like... Um, it's a good breather. Space. Yeah. Breather type game if yeah. you've been Especially playing like some take, big stuff. To take a break from Baldur's Gate, which I yeah. had 25 hours in in like less than a week. Um, <laughs> Let me tell you, this was nice after Armored Core. Yeah, uh, it was. It was. It was certainly. Well, it keeps within the theme of this month that we've been doing, but yeah, yeah. Not, um, the it is much less mechanically demanding, uh, <laughs> and I get to soak There's it. There's like in. two mechanics in the whole game. I I got to so what I did the way I played this game the past two nights. Uh, I, I sat at the desk the first night I played it, but the past two nights I sat on the couch with just the mouse and I, and I uh, had it projected on Hell the yeah. TV. Mm-hmm. And because you don't need the keyboard, I didn't need to sit at my uh, I didn't need to sit at the desk, so I could just I could just be lounged out on the couch and uh, see this read the text on the giant TV, and it was actually very nice. I was getting into the stupidest positions at my desk uh, lately. Like I, I'm like I got like my feet up on my desk, but I'm like all crunched up. The and, like, L I sit. Have, my, my setup doesn't seem so stupid now, does it? You're, you're doing the Death Note L sit. Oh, absolutely! <laughs> like I cannot sit like a normal person, and if I'm by myself in my um, in my computer room, it, well, it does it's enhance awful. your abilities to be a detective if you mm-hmm, sit like that. It, but it also enhances my ability to have back pain. Mm. So, all the right, curse I, of L. I think I got that stat, but um. <laughs> I, uh, as I said earlier, I, I, I chose the, uh, the, the manual labor option, whichever one that is. You're a you cargo a, bot. Yeah, you get a, you get a <laughs> bonus Long. to endure. And uh, I found myself putting points into engage, which is like thrill seeker. If you do something that is dangerous or requires you, you to directly risk, confront somebody, taker. yeah, risk taker, you can um, gain energy back from it. And that's that's fun. It's a that's a fun little gameplay thing because it's like you choose something that could potentially be more dangerous. Because like, oh, I'll get energy for it. It's yeah, like, it's almost like eating if I jump off a bridge. Yep, going out into the vacuum of space to salvage for scrap is mm-hmm. uh, gonna also feed me somehow. Yeah, it's, it's pretty great. <laughs> gotta say, can't nothing like it. Um, I found this game to be to be very interesting. Uh, I dug in, there were certain quest lines that I really dug into and others that I was presented with the option for and totally ignored. I didn't do any of the um, uh, Lem and Mina stuff. I, yeah. didn't, I didn't even go there. Like I, I didn't do that at all. It's interesting. I, I don't know if we really touched on it, but the um, to unlock a lot of these like character quest lines and specific stories, a lot of them are locked behind like, uh, go over here and salvage for scrap or go try and work in the shipyard. Uh, you have to do like a cup. You have to fill up a meter doing that stuff, which is like just grunt work stuff to yeah. build up your stats. Alex you and I worked going in the shipyard, place, which we do in real yeah. life. You have to be going to a place enough for people to get comfortable and start talking to you. 
which is the same thing that happens in real life. If you show up at the yeah. same place enough, eventually people will start talking to you. I really like how they model that kind of familiarity system. That's so it's, cool. I actually also really liked it. That's why I don't go to the same uh, convenience store too often. I people don't know you. Yeah. You I don't started... want somebody to look at you and say, hey, big boss man, you here for a Coke again? <laughs> I fucking hate that. I, I you here for go... chips? You, you are, you, I, got, I got the chips just for you, man. I, I used to go to Avery Market on my way home a lot, and then the guy who worked there started recognizing me. He was like, hey, how are you doing today? I just saw you. You know, he, he would try to make small talk with me, so I stopped going there. Wow. <laughs> so, the waitress at the diner I go to sometimes on Fridays, uh, the first interaction was she saw a cheap Hawaii shirt that I had on and said, oh, which island did you go to? And I said, nope. <laughs> uh, did not did not go to any island. That's this is funny. just a cheap shirt I got. And I was thinking, like, Fuck, I should have lied. Yeah. I should have oh, lied. Oh, I should have said there was a reason oh, I that I had this shirt. No, uh. no but uh, <laughs> I, I've talked to her a few times since then. She is quite nice. Tell her you uh, went to the one that's actually the island from Bionicle. I went to <laughs> Maui, Wait, Maui, Maui, Maui Nui. Mata Nui. Mata Nui. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. Hold on. Wow. Uh, all the Bionicle heads are going to get on. I know. That. There's <laughs> a huge Bionicle podcast <laughs> listener <laughs> contingent. So The fucking Bionicle podcast is eating our lunch every single week. <laughs> God damn it. But We have to know this stuff. Just to circle back to it, there's like, um, not only is there like work in the shipyard to unlock a quest line like Lemon Mina's, there's also like, if you even want to see what there is to do on this part of the map. You have to wander around. Yeah, you have to explore it. You have to find out what's around there. And you're spending your, especially in the early game, you're spending your very valuable time and dice doing that. Uh, And it's an interesting trade-off where you can be like, should I just stay in this first area where I know where everything is? Should I like stay in the familiar or should I go branch out, spending a lot of time and possibly money to get to somewhere new? And that felt very true to life. I, it's rare that I see a video game model that in a way like this. So this game is really inventive in some ways. Like I think that there are the, because of what their stated goal was, like there aren't any kind of grand adventures or spectacular flashy game mechanics to show off. It just creates a world and lets you live in it. And to some people, that is their ideal game. And yeah. I wanted to experience- Very vibesy. if yeah, your vibes very, forward. Yeah. If your vibes forward, this is definitely a game for you. And the vibes are not always good. <laughs> At the beginning of the game, the vibes are awful. The, vi- <laughs> vibes are, the vibes are downright melancholic at the beginning of this game. But uh, I booted the game up, uh, got a bad roll, and immediately got mugged. Uh, nice. Which was, you know, I, I worked in the shipyard to get some money, and I'm like, I can use this money to buy food. I go to try and find a place to buy food and get mugged. And I'm like, God damn it. I thought I, this didn't happen to robots, but you're not technically a robot mm. entirely. So, you know, whatever. But I really enjoyed There were so many things about this game that I liked. I liked the idea of just like examining how this society works. Like, of course we have organized crime. Of course we have the the hippie commune and the the four different bars and one of them is more expensive than the other. The places <laughs> sell scrap, the places that the mercenaries hang out, uh, the, the fucking cyberspace that you can get into, the, the hidden places that aren't hidden for a good reason. They're just hidden because somebody locked a door once and that guy died so yeah. nobody ever opened it up again. And it's just like, oh, who would ever go in this corner? Yeah. There's some places that are hidden because they're dangerous. There's some places that are hidden because it's gross. Ew, there's gross mushrooms down there. I don't want to go down there. And it's like, well, somebody who doesn't have real skin 
wouldn't <laughs> mind going down there and touching all the gross mushrooms. So you have a niche in this society. There are lots of things that you can do because you're unique, and there are lots of things that you can do because anyone could do them. Yes. Any, anyone could be the person who delivers food the, from the ramen place, but if you do it, you'll get paid. Yeah. Uh, not everyone could walk outside, do a spacewalk to go gather pieces of floating scrap. <laughs> Only you can do that. Uh, but the thing is, get it doesn't pay that fragments. much better oh. than delivering Uber Eats. Yeah. So you can choose. I, one of the things that I liked a lot about this game is that you start this game in a shipping container, and that is your home. But it even when you're first there, it says your home for now. And it's, it's letting now. you know <laughs> that you, it, it's telling you two things. It's telling you, you don't have to live on the space station forever, but it's also telling you, you don't have to, this is not a static base. You can go live somewhere else. The two options that I know of, and I think there might be at least one more, is you can use scrap to build yourself a place in the low end. And you can go, you can work enough to get invited into the hippie commune. Yeah. And the achievement for that is cute because it says communist. Now, a person who works in a commune. Um, <laughs> and I like you that. also can, if you go up in the, like, the spoke area, uh -huh. I, there's a proper name for it. I don't remember what the hell yeah. it's called. Um, you can uh, pay for, like, the hotel room or the inn there. It's a decent amount of money up front, but I just did it because I had money at that point in the game. But that ends up unlocking as a base you can use also. That and, seems really cool, yeah, actually. And it's then nice it, to not if have you, to scroll around. If you have the, or if you are doing the DLC quest, there also is a base all the way over by them at the yep. end of the other side. Mm -hmm. so, so that you can reach those characters quickly, which yeah. is nice. Yeah, so you don't have to pan all the way around to your apartment to get there. Mm -hmm. You can also feed the little cat if you're at your apartment. The There's a cat? Yeah. If you if you if you fully fix up the apartment in the low end, you can uh, spend one credit to feed the cat, and you get a little oh, bit of dialogue. I missed the cat. Yeah, there's a little stray cat that hangs out. <laughs> I didn't out. fix up the apartment. Yep. I mean, so I did all the scrap, and then it was like you have to seal this like once a day, every day, and I was like, never mind. <laughs> Would you have to spend a die to do it? I think so. Yeah, I don't remember how that worked. Yeah. You have once to, like, you get it all situated, up, yeah. it is it is a base, but I don't really remember the process yeah. for it. Um, there's a lot that just goes into being sustainable, but as anyone who's been alive for a while will tell you, the only way to be alive is to have some kind of community, to have true. connections of friends and coworkers or family or people that you can trust to help you out with even basic things like, hey, can you pick me up from the airport or whatever? Oh man, that's or, the ultimate test of relationship. <laughs> well, let's go something friendship less, or otherwise. Let's go something less than that. Will uh, you drive to Logan for me? Mm. What, what if it was like, uh, there's too much birthday cake in my house and I need someone to help me eat it? Mm. Like, like that's that's pretty low yeah. stakes. I got Been there, done that. Work. Yes, I have 30 eggs from work. I need help with this. I made too much chicken with poison on it. Yes, well, <laughs> I didn't say that on mic. So I can't, I can't <laughs> oh, eat. sorry. I made too much chicken with poison on it. I need some help and I don't have anyone to fucking help me. Uh, <laughs> I just have to eat the poison myself. Yeah, sorry. So... The dose makes the poison, though. Uh, yes. Um, so that was the thing that I really loved about this game is the way they portrayed just getting along as, a, as being about community as opposed to your own survival skills. Those survival skills, the things that you can put points into, are nice, sure, but the way that you, the way that you have success in this game is by building relationships with other people. Yeah, you won't ever get money or food if you're not interacting with 
the other people and like doing any of those things unlocks characters which you then build relationships with and you can grow your own food but not without somebody else's help yeah. You need the help of the person who tells you how to use the labs in order to like get this stuff going for the first place. Yeah, were you a big mushroom guy? It sounds it sounds guy. like I you was, were I was I a pretty mushroom. big mushroom guy. I, I, I like so I actually didn't go to the Greenway for a long while. I was yeah. very focused they on They make you pay like fifty credits to even cross over there. Yeah. It was one fifty. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Um so for the for it's a lot of the game out. I was doing a ton of the hacking shit. Uh, for I want to say the first forty percent of the time I played the game, I was doing a ton of the hacking shit. I did. I was doing a lot of Feng's quest, and I was doing a lot of the Neo Vend quest. And Feng is a person that we all know the uh, the kind of person that Feng is. Feng is a very nice person, but they totally bulldoze you socially. They're like, <laughs> okay, so here's the thing we are going to do next, which is like. Yeah. I mean, sometimes a person like that is very useful if, if you're the kind of person who doesn't know where to eat, go out to eat all the time, but. It can lead to be being like bullied, and yeah. Fang is very much like, okay, here's what we're doing next. I'm, uh, I'm on this mission. I'm on You're this mission. You are helping me. me. I just met you. Thank you for helping me. You, I, I owe you for this thing that you've already agreed to doing, even though I didn't ask. Um, <laughs> but I was compelled by their quest. I, I wanted to know how it resolves, and I found the gameplay mechanic of low dice rolls being useful for hacking to be very interesting. So I was incentivized to continue along these quests even if I didn't like them because I would get high rolls and low rolls every day. So yeah, I, I always like, have a shit dice. Yeah, so, well, it, There's a perk that you nose. can... Um, once a, once a cycle, mm -hmm. um, re-roll your dice. Yeah, I, I that's super that handy. I, and the probability one because I thought it would take some of the fun out of the game. I like to re the. There's a lot of fun strategy in re-rolling because you mm -hmm. can do it at any point. Mm -hmm. So I you did get it like you so can <laughs> yeah. So you can use your high dice and then and then re-roll like when you have one or two left for a chance at something better. It's it's a fun uh, uh, strategy element to tack on there. Yeah, I um. I really, so I was doing so much hacking, and I, did, I was still living in the fucking starting shipping container. Uh, it was, and I was, every time I would get a decent amount of money, I was saving it up because I met uh, the lady who pilots the Ambergris. Uh, yeah, the, is, was she the bounty hunter lady? Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. really early on. And I'm like, oh, I would love to help her out because I want to see how her quest, her quest resolves. You have to get a ship mine for that. You need a lot of money to get a ship mine, either to buy one outright or to buy the pieces and then fabricate it yourself. Yep. Um, but then I did all that and I had a ship mine. I fabricated a ship mine myself. And then I found NeoVend. And NeoVend's like, I also need a ship mine to be imprinted uh... on myself. I'm like, oh, shit, this vending machine is way more interesting than the Bounty yeah, Hunter ladies. Yeah, he's way cooler. Uh, <laughs> so I used it on that instead. Wow, and that took cool. me all over the place. I was still entering all the hacking stuff. While I'm doing this, of course, I uh, start becoming friends with Emphis, who is the noodle man. And he was he, my he first rules. friend, but he's I very, never He's very Tampopo. He, yeah. he believes in the spirit of the noodles. That that quest line is great, and they kind of prime you to find it early because, or at least... Well, when, you need food. He's like the first yeah, food, food Exactly. Guy it's like, oh, you're being thrown out into this world, and you don't have enough money for food, and this guy is like the one like friendly face in this situation. He like will give you food for free. He's like, uh, tell me a story, or he'll tell you a story. It's mm -hmm. it's a really interesting exchange. But. Yeah, he's just a nice guy. It's very, like, uh, and he is someone who is very understanding. And 
that through this uh, like cycle through you know gambling on the scrap market and um, and uh, working t- cutting apart ship spaceships I eventually have enough money where I'm like okay well I, I built and imprinted the ship mine I don't know what to do with it next but I know Emphis needs mushrooms and the play and the greenway sounds like a place where things grow so let's go over let's go over there and that's when I found out about the mushrooms that's when I found out about the commune I'm like okay I should probably be living here instead. It seems it does, like seems cooler than my shipping container. Yeah, it seems cooler than my than my shipping container. They feed me for they, yeah. like a one die. Yeah, <laughs> safe roll. Yeah, exactly. Even if I do a bad job, they feed me. And also, I was interested to know how that stuff worked. Also, one of the big because I was doing so much hacking. Um, they, there's a big mysterious thing over there where everything is dark over there. There's one node oh, that you can't yeah. get into. And yeah, until you do the end of the Neo Band quest line, mm-hmm. which I didn't even realize those were connected. I but um, I was really invested with all of this stuff. I would get annoyed when like the main plot would creep back in, like uh, the the fucking shithead bounty hunter Ethan shows up, and I was like, "Fuck you! Don't you realize I have a quiet little life here? I, I, I'm growing growing my mushrooms and yeah. meeting my noodle friend every afternoon. <laughs> Don't you understand that I have a life here? Don't you understand what I'm doing? My spores. I need to tend to my spores. I was getting the more engaged with the game I was getting, the faster I was clicking through days. I knew exactly what I wanted mm-hmm. to do the second all my dice popped up. I'm like, okay, That's here's great, what I yeah. want to use all these dice for. And then when I would finish a storyline, it was satisfying, and I was happy to know the. There was no storyline that was truly unsatisfying for me. But when I would finish a storyline, I would feel a, a little bit of emptiness, like, oh, okay, now what am I going to do on the next day? Yeah, now I don't get to talk to Fang anymore. Yeah. He <laughs> took out my track, tracker, and now, now we're not friends. Or, <laughs> uh, you know, this this mercenary just got involved in a fucking murder-suicide, and it uh, now what? Now what? Now who do I talk to? Oh. Now what am I going to spend this money on? I was saving up this money to buy ship mines, and now I don't need them? What? Now what? What the fuck? <laughs> Uh, like people keep offering me work and I'm like no thanks like well like why why would I come here to work even though it would be a good storyline the thing is the reason that I'm playing the game is for the story that's what the story that's what the game is there for is to, is to deliver the story and there are fun gameplay mechanics but even they are all delivered through story that your die are the things you can do that day it's, yeah, your, you're, it's your energy you're using them to unlock more dialogue and character and mm-hmm. an item to get more character if you want to be cynical and break it down, you could just say it's a really complicated menu that doesn't let you do everything all the time. But and that's video games. That's video games. <laughs> that's video games, baby. Like, what, what else do you want me to say? But it's a menu in I 3D. found that this game, uh, this game was really easy to get sucked into. Yeah. Like, I've heard people say, even you said last week, something like, oh, it's two, three hours. I'm like, and I'm like on hour five, and I'm like, I don't see myself. Yeah, that, that was a no, mistake hold on, hold on, hold on. on my part. That's not what I was about to say. I was not, I was not about to say, I don't see how this ends. I'm, I, I was thinking to myself, I can't see wanting to end this earlier. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I was uh, posting in the chat, like I was on hour five. I was like, how do you get an ending? Because Alex had said, get an ending or follow through a whole character thing. Yeah, my, like, you should have already. The Lemon Mina stuff. stuff you could do in like 10 minutes. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't know that, but it doesn't really tell you go here immediately. Yeah. Like, it encourages you to go. It, I had place. definitely but, conflated the idea that all of these characters have quest lines and the idea that there are multiple endings yeah. because there really are only like three different endings, but there are like, 15 different character quest lines yeah so so alex corrected himself he was like oh i'm sorry you're probably good you, pr- you probably don't need to play anymore but at that point i was like 
why not? Why not just get an ending? Like I'm already this far in. Yeah, it uh, yeah. I'm, we have a lot to talk yeah. about, so I'm I'm glad that you all played a bunch. But it was Sorry, definitely a miscalculation part. on my part. So the Neo Fend is a it's it it was an AI that needed to hide itself so that it didn't get eliminated by the like AI killing programs that are already on the ship. Yeah, he's the navigator. Yes, and. So it stuffed itself into a into basically the mechanical thing it could find that was cut off, that couldn't be found. So it's in a vending machine, and it's like, well, I can't do much from in here. I need you to give me more components. I need you to hook me back up to the network, and you can help me break the connections and move forward. And the way these this quest and the the commune mushroom quest build into each other is building to the realization that like. Your body sucks, and one day it will eventually break down and not be there. You could be free. You, as a sleeper, could be free of it mm -hmm. if you want. And there is so much that this game is doing to prep you for that choice. Because to complete this quest, you have to go through so many people. You have to meet both beings, artificial and organic. Uh, you have to know the, the lady whose name I can't remember who runs the mushrooms in the commune. Rico. Rico. And you have to uh, meet Neovend and completely finish Neovend's quest by like dealing with Hunter uh, and uh, Killer. And however you do that, Neovend will come back with a code that helps you unlock the Gardener, mm -hmm. who is an AI that a benevolent AI that has worked so hard to keep itself hidden that people don't even know it exists. And it's yeah. some and they have been helping the people in the commune like survive. Like because they were going to die without help, and I think that is the message of the entire game. You will die without help. Mm -hmm. You need help from other people, and I know that it's meant to be like an escape. But to me, choosing the ending where I join the gardener in the Greenway, joining the gardener in cyberspace, and like becoming a collective, like making instrumentality happen, like I don't know that that works for me as an ending thematically not like just out of you choice. don't like I the mind meld i think it's a perfectly fine <laughs> idea for an ending i think that that's good th uh but i also my, said no i don't yeah, want to do that choice, sorry I was like <laughs> i came here i escaped from a life of of servitude of being used as a tool and i saw my sleeper as somebody who did feel like they were still a person not like in a deluded way of like, I am still the person who is sleeping on some other colony world, whatever. But more like, uh, I am attached to this body, and when the body goes, I'll go. And it's not that big of a deal. I don't need to be immortal. I'm going to break down, yeah. and I don't know how long it's going to take, but the connection I have is one with the people. And that's one that I wouldn't have this direct connection with these people if I chose to just go upload myself. Yeah, if I, if I was computer, if I was <laughs> if space station. I, if, I, if I was computer, if I was space station, my, would my life be better? Who could say? Probably. Mm. But that's uh, not what life is about to me. Life is not about it being good. Life is about it being, like, connected. It's about, it, it's about it, the, the, the struggles and joys that we have with other people. It's about meeting Emphis every afternoon for ramen even though his noodles are not the cheapest on the station mm -hmm. it's because but but my Support friend is local there. business 
My friend, my friend is there, and I Shout brought him, I brought him mushrooms, and he told me stories. Yeah, and I loved oh. his story. All his the, story about all the fucking stories. bone suit. Yeah, so that, cool. That and is it tied right into what we were talking about. That is one. Stuff. That's one of my favorite world building details in this whole game. I fucking love that shit. Oh, I wish I'd gotten more of them. Yeah. So I I agree with you. Like as somebody who values their individuality, um, I definitely agree with you on that uh, thematic stuff. But at the same time, if you in the course of the game realize that it is about community then becoming becoming the community mm-hmm. that's a like different ma- way of view. yeah making yourself like part of the ai that supports the community like sacrificing yourself for that it. is a very selfless thing to yeah. do and i don't think that that is a wrong answer uh, it was it was one of those things that made me feel truly like i was making a personal well, choice like, as opposed to 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 me that ending read as like oh you love the station so much why don't you marry it <laughs> <laughs> there's a little bit of that and i can imagine i i wonder if some of that almost feels like like uh from what i know about this ending and from what i know about the lemon mina ending it does feel like there's always an option like do you move on from the video game or do you now that you've spent so much time here, do you decide this is where you want your life to be? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if a cycle is equivalent to a day, I did it in, like, like 40 days or whatever. So, like, you're you're there for, for not even two months, and you're like, mm, I'm good. This is the rest of my life. <laughs> and it's like you – but to, yeah. to not do that, you are choosing the unknown in either way. You are choosing to go off to a colony world. Who knows how fucking shitty that could be. Yes. Or you're choosing to upload yourself into an AI and, like, that changes your fundamental being. Like, you don't know, like, it's probably not going to be bad, but you won't be you anymore. You will be changed by the merging with all these this, all these other pieces. Yeah, the thing is, and this comes out, up in the Lemon Mina ending, is that mm-hmm. you aren't you anymore in the first place. You became... Right, you're already I, something else. Yeah, you already but changed But you would yourself. change again yeah. were you to decide to become information yeah um (laughs) and they give you an id and the id that caster has sourced is one of your human face they like dead face you wow Um, oh all right um and at first your character goes i don't like that's not me who is that like i mean you you recognize you you remember the picture Mm -hmm. being taken but at the same time and it's a very trans thing Mm -hmm. um but uh then you end up like um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, identifying with it eventually. Like, okay, this was me, and I'm me now, and I'm gonna keep changing, and this is the me that became who yeah. I am now. You know. Um, but yeah, there's, I guess there's a lot of transness in this game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, it's very. Oh, you need cyberpunk an in general. Yeah, to, I, yeah I didn't to, know to that about going? the creator. Oh, you. Um, oh, you. Hmm, how about that? Yeah. Uh, um. There is like one more ending you potentially could do, not counting the DLC, is if you go up on the like hub area and you invest in that lady's like ship company. There's a whole quest line with all of that where oh, I did that whole quest. I didn't know there was an ending associated. You can once you get through they have they keep trying to take contracts to repair ships and they keep getting fucked over. Uh, and it's interesting and like they really, really need money and then one of them like Someone from the commune or something pays them in mushrooms or something. Really great story thing. Um, I love that so much. And they're like, what are we going to do? We need fucking money. We're like a new business. We need to keep our doors open. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a, the little kid you have to work with who comes and picks you up in the morning is really fun too. 
Um, mm-hmm. But like also that. kind of a shithead, but good. Um, but eventually when you get to the end of that, you end up repairing uh, another ship. I think it ties in with the Bounty Hunters quest line, whoever that ends. Yeah. It's uh, got solar sails. Yeah. But they basically are like, well, we're going to leave on this ship. Do you want to come with us? And I, I didn't. I said no because I wanted to do other things in the video game. But that is another potential way that the game ends is going and uh, hanging out uh, on the ship with your new uh, your new friends that you did work with. Mm-hmm. So you could lock yourself out of every ending by saying no. Yeah. Pretty, well, you continue to play the game. Yeah. Okay. I think anyway, you like you still see credits. Ending, if, yeah. yeah. You still it, see it, credits it, if you say no to any of those. It is a choice, oh, okay. but yeah, it's interesting. I think that so much of this is about whether or not to work with what you've got or try for something new, and that is like a, a very just fundamental theme in life. There's mm-hmm. so much going on there that's like you can do a lot with that. And the fact that they already, like they did three DLCs and they already have a sequel in development, I cannot wait to Hope see. They weren't what's using going on Unity there. for the sequel. <laughs> well, yeah, I, 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 I want to see if if we're wish casting for the sequel. I think we touched on it already, but I, I think I want to see some more like interesting trade offs. I want I want to see this game be a little bit more demanding mechanically, have a, a little bit more consequence with what it decides to put forward. I don't know if they're going to go that direction, but I would if they already have this framework of mechanics. I think it would be interesting to push it a little further make it a little bit more desperate in the early game because it is fun but like it and it can be stressful when you're starting out but a lot of it is a trick (laughs) none of it is like you're not gonna like lock yourself out of anything or get a game over but there's no pathologic selling your gun to get bread oh (laughs) man that's what i want to (laughs) do So, Alex, I think this was an amazing thing. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you all got to play it as much as you did. And I'm, I, we, have a, we pretty much covered most of the interesting things I enjoyed out of the video game. Uh, but, yeah, I'm, I'm glad you all played it and you enjoyed it. I think it was a very cyber pick for the cyber month. Absolutely. So that's why I had to do it. And, Seb, next week we've got something special, a movie that none of us have watched. Yeah, um, so I own but have never watched um, Ghost in the Shell 2 Innocence, which is a sequel to the um, 1996. Um, I believe you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's my one of my favorite movies. I don't remember. I think it was 1996 mm. or 7. Um, Ghost in the Shell movie. And um, I have never watched it. I have heard weird things about it. Um, people seem very mixed on it. It came out uh, like in 2004. I heard dorks like it better than the original. Huh. We'll see. Yeah. Um, but I've owned it for a long time and been scared to watch it because there's a lot of Ghost in the Shell. Like, Ghost in the Shell media is really hit or miss, especially mm. after <laughs> Standalone Complex. Like, yeah. Um, this came out during the run of Standalone Complex, I think. Um, but I wanted to make a Tachikoma build an armored core. Yeah. <laughs> that. Oh, that's a great idea. <laughs> That'd be cool. Um, but, uh, yeah, so we were watching that, and we shall see how it goes yeah, next I'm, week. Yeah, I'm excited because I, I, uh, I, Seb is a huge fan of Ghost in the Shell, but I think that original movie is, like, amazing. I really yeah. I really like it a lot, so I'm curious how... You, you don't need a sequel. Why did they yeah, need a sequel? Yeah, how like, or why, why they followed it up. 
I actually like the last time I watched Ghost. In the I might Shell, have to rewatch the, the first original, one too. It's been a while. I didn't like it as much. Wow. And I think it was because in my head, all the things that I remembered about Ghost in the Shell actually came from standalone complex. Yeah. My so I like my my, my knowledge thing, base is way more movie, but we'll 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 unpack yeah, this next week. Yeah. I think it's weird. Yeah, Ghost in the Shell is very different from different pieces of media like the manga the has manga's a different really tone. Silly. Yeah, it's I, silly. I think <laughs> this might be worth a whole first segment next week, yeah, but yeah, we'll yeah, t- we'll fun. talk about it cuz yeah. there's so much to this franchise and we haven't really been on record about it that much. Yeah, definitely. Next week we will see you with Cyber Timbers finale and that is Ghost in the Shell 2 Innocence. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I, no, we'll don't do it next week. We'll all do right, it. All right. die. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. There we go. <laughs>